Welcome to Behavior Analysis in Practice, the podcast. Behavior Analysis in Practice is a podcast committed to narrowing the research practice gap and demystifying the research process. Each episode will take a deep dive into the latest work published in the journal Behavior Analysis in Practice by interviewing each paper's author about the topic. We'll explore the nuances of the paper and ask the questions you wish you could ask after reading it. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Dr. Cody Morris, Assistant Professor of Behavior Analysis at Salve Regina University. This is the first episode of the Behavior Analysis in Practice podcast, or BAPcast for short, and given that this is the first episode, our content today is a bit different than usual. Typically, each episode of the podcast will consist of me conducting long-form interviews with authors of recently published work in the journal Behavior Analysis and Practice, or BAP for short. Now, BAP is a journal published through ABAI that is focused on the practitioners of the field. As described in the introduction, this podcast is focused on further examining and breaking down the excellent work being published in that journal. The content of the interviews is meant to help folks who have read the papers and have more questions about the research that was conducted or people who are interested in the papers but haven't had a chance to read them just yet. To facilitate discussion with the authors, I have a team of graduate students and practitioners who help read the papers ahead of time to identify questions and interesting content. In addition to getting questions from my team, we'd also love the listeners of this show to read the papers as they're published in Behavior Analysis and Practice and send us their questions and comments about the articles through social media. Links to our social media accounts can be found in the show notes. Instead of interviewing an author of a specific paper today, I'm actually going to bring on the editor of the journal Behavior Analysis and Practice, Dr. Stephanie Peterson, to tell us a bit about the journal and this podcast. But before I show you the interview, I'd like to first tell you a little bit about Stephanie. She's a professor of psychology and the chair of the Department of Psychology at Western Michigan University. She earned her doctorate in special education at the University of Iowa in 1994. Previously, she's taught at Gonzaga University, Utah State University, The Ohio State University, and Idaho State University. Her primary research interests are helping to decrease chronic and severe problem behaviors in children with developmental disabilities. Specifically, she studies choice-making in the treatment of problem behavior, functional communication training, reinforcement-based interventions for children with problem behavior, concurrent schedules of reinforcement in the treatment of severe problem behavior, functional analyses of problem behavior, and teleconsultation. She also has interest in the applications of behavior analysis to educational interventions and teacher-slash-behavioral analyst training. She has served on a variety of editorial boards, including the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis and Behavior Analysis and Practice. She is currently the editor of Behavior Analysis and Practice. She has also served as the senior editor for education and treatment of children for many years. 
She has served two three-year terms on the Board of Directors for the Behavior Analyst Certification Board, and she has been appointed by the Governor of Michigan to serve on the Michigan Board of Behavior Analysts, which is Michigan's licensing board for behavior analysts. She has also served as the president of the board for two years. So it's with much excitement and honor that I bring to you my interview with Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, and welcome to the Behavior Analysis in Practice podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you. Now, you're the editor of the journal, Behavior Analysis in Practice, which is the basis for this podcast. And given that this is the introduction episode, I thought it'd be great for you to come on and tell us a little bit about the journal. So could you tell us you know, what the mission and the type of work that Behavior Analysis in Practice publishes? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, um, and I've only been editor, as you know, for uh, I'm on day 11 of being editor. So it's all still pretty new to me too. And uh, just before I start, want to give a really big shout out to Jonathan Tarbox, who's the outgoing editor who has managed it for the last few years and did a great job, especially during a pretty difficult time, like with COVID and some of the other social issues our country was facing. I thought he did a great job of, um, you know, bringing in some papers uh, that were timely and important and sort of on a personal level, I'll also say he, he was um, amazing at helping make that transition really smooth. So I just want to give him a shout out and say thanks for all of that and leaving it in um, really great shape for somebody else to step in. So uh, behavior analysis and practice is really meant to be the practitioner oriented journal for the field. Um, and its scope is really broad relative to maybe some of the other journals in our field in that, um, you know, behavior analysis can be practiced in a wide variety of ways and, and within a lot of different disciplines and application areas. So um, when we say in practice, it's referring to all those different areas. Um, so Probably most frequently you're going to see articles in the journal about autism because that's what probably the largest segment of practice in our field is, but it's not an autism journal. Let's be really clear about that because I think some people start to think about it as an autism journal because of that, and that is certainly not the aim or the scope. So uh, it covers applications far outside of that from teaching behavior analysis in university settings to uh, practice in social issues, uh, to practice in business, um, you, you know, you name it, there's areas of practice that we're in. And so we would welcome articles in all of those different areas. <laughs> And that seems to really be demonstrated by some of the special issues you were discussing. Like there was a special issue that I saw related to practice related issues in COVID-19. There was a special issue related to police brutality, which is certainly beyond the traditional sort of autism practice. And so very mm -hmm. wide scope of the journal. So as an editor of the journal was something with such a sort of a large scope where do you see the 
something like a podcast sort of tying in and complementing? Like, what do you see a podcast adding to what behavior analysis and practice of journalists doing? Sure. Uh, well, uh, I guess I should give a shout out to you as well, because I really appreciate you being willing to take on this podcast as a new addition to the activities that the journal is uh, taking on. And, you know, when, when I was asked to consider whether I would be interested in being the editor of the journal, I had to write up a, a little blurb for um, the ABBA Council to say, you know, what, what would be my mission as editor if I was to take this on? And one of the things that I said I wanted to do was to introduce this podcast as a way to further engage the readership with the journal. Um, as I said previously, a, a large portion of uh, ABA practice falls within the autism category. And as you may or may not know, that field is mushrooming, that area of the field is mushrooming. And there are a lot of new practitioners, which probably means there's also a lot of people entering the field who are a little bit younger generation wise than I am, and who engage with print media differently than I did when I was their age. Um, they use a lot of social media. They're interested in, in YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Well, maybe Facebook may be passe for them, but <laughs> uh, TikTok, like, like, Snap, like Snapchat or whatever. I don't even know how to use Snapchat, but, um, <laughs> but there are just a lot of different ways to engage with each other. And it seemed like, um, one thing that I wanted to see happen was for behavior analysis and practice to sort of dip its toe in that water and find other ways to get people to engage with our content. And, you know, with my own graduate students, a lot of them, some of them will tell me, you know, instead of reading articles, they like to listen to, or books, uh, that they like to listen to them. Like they do a lot more audio books than, than they do print books. And, so it just got me to thinking about audio versions and ways that we could sort of connect with that readership and make available content that was in a form of medium that they are used to interacting with. And I, and I love that idea, which is, of course, why I was willing to serve in this capacity. But that the concept of building on the foundation of the journal behavior analysis and practice, which is already completely focused for the most part on practitioners. And so a lot of the articles are written in a way that are much more accessible than a typical sort of science heavy based journal. And there's really looking a lot of times at specific practitioner issues, which is why early on in my, even my graduate training, I was sort of focused on that journal as one of the primary basis of research that I was reading and, and very much interested at very early in my career as a behavior analyst. So uh, I love the idea of building on that and figuring out, given the accessibility of our journal, how do we make it even more accessible by looking at, looking through or presenting the information in different media forms, podcasts, etc. Now, I've talked about this before at the beginning of this podcast, but this 
podcast, each episode is going to break down further different articles that are going to be published in the journal. And so not to necessarily replace it, but to complement it. So for people who are, are reading the, the articles published in the journal, to go a little bit deeper into that, to, to answer some of the questions that you have as a reader that aren't necessarily clear when you read it, when you, when you hear about research being conducted in the school, how in the heck did they get into the school in the first place? What did that process look like? And to further, you know, describe the pieces of the research that isn't necessarily explicit to people who aren't always conducting research themselves. So I love that mission. And I think that I'm very excited about this podcast. And I'm, of course, very honored to be part of it. Now, in your role as editor, what does that look like in terms of your involvement in the journal and then also this podcast? Well, um, with the journal, of course, as uh, my role is, as manuscripts come in, uh, my task is to, to look at those and decide which of our associate editors has the expertise in that topic area to handle the manuscript, assign it to them, uh, then let them handle, you know, the review process and making a decision. And if the paper is accepted, then working with that AE to, you know, move that paper forward and get it into print. Uh, basically, once it comes out into print, then relative to this podcast, my role is going to be to work with you to uh, decide which papers, because we won't be able to do them all probably, but which papers seem to make the most sense to do a podcast for, uh, select those, and then let you do your job of uh, preparing for that and, and interacting with the authors to arrange to make do the podcast and um, and then to produce it right uh, and get it out there and then I guess you and I'll work together on getting it out to the people to let them know that the podcast is now available and you know getting their interaction on it. I was thinking as you were talking a minute ago about the how the podcast will will relate to the articles in terms of you know, sort of getting the behind the scenes look at how the research was conducted, maybe um, questions about stuff that didn't make it into the article uh, during the editorial process. You know, sometimes the level of specificity can't, can't be in the paper that we all wish it could be to help replicate. Um, and so I always think to myself, like as a reader, what would be the best way to approach this? Would it be like to go read the paper and then come listen to the mm -hmm. podcast to get the more detailed information? Or might somebody listen to the podcast to sort of get yeah. the overview of the article and decide whether it's something they want to go read further? And I think uh, people could approach it e either or both ways, depending on you know, their own time commitments that they can make for reading. And certainly, uh, I guess one of my hopes is that I know people lead really busy lives. And sometimes, especially now during COVID, it's hard to sit down and have some quiet time to read and digest an article that maybe access to the podcast will, you know, allow people to be driving in their car and, and listening to the podcast and keeping up with the research in a different way. 
which is always something we want practitioners to do. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think for the, for the people who want to listen first, I think that's a good route for the people who read and then have their own questions. We'll be talking about toward the end of this episode. And then later on at the end of the season, talking about how people can, can be involved with the process, which is if you're reading articles published by behavior analysis and practice, and you have questions about those articles, you can find us on social media, suggest questions, and then I can utilize those questions during my interviews with, with the researchers. And I think that's, again, something that I really appreciate about the, the goal of behavior analysis and practice, the journal and ABAI, which is how do we, how do we really make this information as accessible as possible to the practitioners of our field. And I have a number of my graduate students who, who read the articles we're going to be reviewing on this podcast to sort of get what the people who are newer to the field, what kind of questions they may have. Because maybe we talk about an article that references behavioral skills training. Well, as a professor in behavior analysis, I've read quite a bit of articles that reference behavioral skills training. And at this point in my career, I may have, you know, background information within that domain where I take certain things for granted or assume certain things about what that means, behavioral skills training, or don't necessarily have as many questions about it because I'm, I'm, you know, relatively versed in that topic as compared to, you know, a second year graduate student. And so, having our readers, having people who are practitioners read the papers and have those honest, important questions that some of us academics may take for granted, bringing those to the surface and allowing us to dive into those so that we can really, really target improving practice in our field by, by demystifying what people have done and helping break down research in the ways that people can apply in practice. Exactly. And, and I also, I guess in my heart, given that I'm a faculty member myself, uh, I also hope that our, these podcasts serve as additional instructional materials that faculty could use. Like, so for example, if they're assigning a certain reading from behavior analysis and practice to their class, they could also uh, suggest that people listen to the podcast about it as a way to um, engage people outside of class with their homework um, and maybe increase understanding of the paper. Well, I think, again, I think that's an awesome idea. I'm thrilled to be part of it. I think this is very exciting for the field of behavior analysis. And I'm really excited to bring the listeners the slate of research that we're going to be talking about you know, on the podcast, you know, and I think behavior analysis and practice, a journal is the perfect journal for something like this. I pulled up the recent issue that was just, uh, that was just published by the journal and not to say that we'll have the opportunity of interviewing every single author from, from these papers, but just the variety of articles being published. And I'll just read a couple of titles. So we've got a paper Overcoming Barriers to Applied Research, a Guide for Practitioners, Black Women and Barriers to Leadership and Behavior Analysis, 
mindful parenting, a behavioral tool for parent well-being, big surprises, jackpot reinforcers, and research and practice. And the last one, toward the development of a functional analysis risk assessment decision tool. I mean, just cherry picking and just looking at one issue, just the range of topics being discussed makes this journal and by extension, this podcast, I think a very exciting, important resource for, for behavior analysts. And I'm thrilled to be part of it. And I'm thrilled to bring the listeners some information related to this. So as the, the editor, thank you so much for, for what you do for the field. And thank you for coming on the podcast today. Well, you're very welcome. And uh, I'm just glad that you said yes when I called and asked you if you would take this on. Um, I think it's going to be a fun new experiment to try. And I'm really excited to hear how our readership responds to it. And I guess in closing, I would just want to say to the listeners, um, I would encourage you to engage with us on it and tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you wish we were doing so that we can tailor the podcast to you and to make it as meaningful and useful as possible to you. I think um, this is new for both of us, right, Cody? And so we're, uh, we're trying to stick our neck out there a little bit and see you see how it flies. So I'm really interested to hear what people think, but you know, the good stuff that they like, but also helping us shape it to be the best that it can be. All right, before you take off, I've got a couple of quick announcements. First, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Our plan is to release one episode per week in a season format meaning there'll be groups of episodes released back-to-back with breaks in between. Find us and follow us on social media to suggest fat papers that we should review and questions about those papers that we can ask the authors. Links to our social media can be found in our show notes. Finally, I'd like to thank the people who helped make this podcast a reality. Thank you to Stephanie Peterson, the guest of the episode and the editor of Behavior Analysis and Practice, The Journal, Thank you to ABAI, who publishes Behavior Analysis in Practice and supports this podcast. Thank you to my assistant producer, Elizabeth Narvaez, and thank you to Jim Carr and his band, New Latitude, for letting us sample their song, Cruising Altitude, throughout this podcast. <laughs>